Hi friends. Today I'm bringing you an older episode along with a reminder that you can listen for free to all 140 or so episodes of the Raised Catholic Podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. I'll include some links in the show notes to make that easier for you. As we come closer to the Global Synod on Synodality, the Eucharistic Revival here in the States, and the three-year anniversary of the Raised Catholic Podcast, which, oh my gosh, crazy. Well, as we come to this time in the fall, I would love to remind you a bit about where we've been and about where we are going. Well, the first episodes of this podcast in late 2020 started with a recognition of the crisis the American church is facing, as symbolized in the fire at Notre Dame in Paris. The destruction, followed by the painstaking effort of digging in ashes and looking up for light, well, I thought that made a pretty good allegory to where so many of us were and are in our own faith lives. As Notre Dame is reconstructed with much thought, expertise, time, and effort, I hope we are finding ways to own our faith and to make it a safe, healthy, and fruitful place to grow in our walk with God who loves us. Well, along the way, there have been many building block episodes to help us to rebuild our faith, including simple but profound questions like, who is God and who am I? Episodes on contemplation and Mary, on mysticism and death. There have been episodes on the saints and prayer, grace and sin, on scripture and the stories we are making with our lives. My intention with each episode is to create a building block that will help us to understand that aspect of what our faith offers and to own it for ourselves. I hope these episodes have been helpful, and if you haven't heard them, do go back and give them a listen and maybe share them with a friend who is rebuilding their faith as well. I appreciate that so much. Okay, so that's where we've been. Now, where are we going In this new chapter for the podcast, I hope we can start to talk about these topics together as a community, and that is where Substack comes in. So for those who are subscribed to my Substack at carriecampbellwrites.substack.com at either the free or the paid level, you'll get links to that week's podcast along with some helpful commentary and resources, plus a place where we can gather and talk about that topic together in the comments. I truly hope to see you there. That's kind of what Substack is all about. But when it comes to the future of our faith and our church, one thing is for sure, we need each other, and we really are all in this together. It is my deep prayer that the raised Catholic community can be a part of what the Holy Spirit is doing to renew our church through and in us in this time of what I pray will be the revival that we really need. So let's listen to episode 124, What Revival Really Looks Like, and I'll see you over on Substack to talk about it. Friends, may God bless you and yours this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Carrie Campbell, and this is Raised Catholic. If you were born and raised Catholic, but now find yourself away from the church, or as an occasional or holiday mass-goer, or just sitting in pews wondering whether there's more to the experience of faith, this is a judgment-free place for you. In this podcast, you'll find space for your wandering questions and frustrations, plus encouragement and light for your particular faith journey. 
Despite what we may have been taught as kids in the cradle of Catholicism, a life of faith is much bigger than rules and checkboxes, and there is room for all of us in the family of God. In each episode of Raised Catholic, you'll hear a little reflection, a prayer or a blessing, and a practical step you can take today to engage in relationship with God both inside and outside of church walls. You and I were raised Catholic, but that doesn't mean our journey is done. Today, let's be raised just a little bit higher. Today is episode 124, What Revival Really Looks Like. Well, hi friends. Way back on New Year's Eve 2018, I wrote a piece on my blog called Re. It was based on something that Father Frank McFarland, a priest whom I cannot wait to meet in heaven, said on a TV rosary broadcast about the re-ness of God, how he lavishes grace and mercy on us over and over again, giving us chance after chance to learn and grow in love. Our God is the God of restoration and resurrection, of rescue, repair, and renewal, and I believe most every re-word that you could think of reflects some glimmer of who God actually is. Well, I've been thinking about that old piece of writing lately, and all the things that we could not know were on the horizon as we turned the page from 2018 to 2019. As I think on the Church's current focus on revival, which is expressed in a particular way in the Evangelical Church and in the Catholic Church as the upcoming Eucharistic revival, I'm wondering if we are clear on what revival actually is. As we consider the definition of revival, literally new life, I'm wondering, is revival something we humans could plan for or make? Is it something we as church should invest money and significant resources into? And who is responsible for revival anyway? And how do we know authentic revival when we see it? In the reading from the book of Acts that describes the first Pentecost, we find attributes of what we could say mark a true revival. The people were gathered all in one place. There were supernatural occurrences like the sound of violent wind and tongues of fire appearing over their heads. Circling back to the Tower of Babel story from the book of Genesis, those gathered there were given newfound abilities to speak to and to understand each other. Some who witnessed the revival of the first Pentecost did not understand what was happening, and in some cases, something about the behavior they witnessed led them to accuse those gathered of drinking, though as Peter did say in their defense, it was only nine in the morning. Well, anyway, I'll speak more specifically about Pentecost next week, but I do think it's important for us to know that revival— when it comes to the church, is a gift of the Holy Spirit that we humans cannot make, but which we can pray for and we certainly can and should participate in it. Though a revival can take place in a soul, in a family, or in a gathering, Christian historians point to various American revivals or awakenings that started with a prayer meeting and which grew over time, drawing more people to Christianity. These were marked by a call to prayer, repentance, the movement of the Holy Spirit, and the good fruit of changed lives. 
Some revivals led to calls for temperance, to abolition of slavery, and to the institution of the rights of women. As in all things, as Jesus teaches us, we can judge a revival by its fruit. Well, a recent revival at Asbury Seminary in Kentucky, a round-the-clock continual prayer meeting that went on for over two weeks, had other colleges praying for, advertising, and even constructing similar events. And the Catholic Church's upcoming Eucharistic revival with its $28 million price tag aims to call our eyes back to the significance and real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And these are all good intentions, but there is a human pride in each of these movements, a kind of preaching to the literal choir, a sort of blindness to the issues that the American church is really struggling with today, and also a scary big allocation of resources that has me thinking about the Tower of Babel and the hubris that we church people too often bring to the building of a movement or a monument to God all on our own power. Come, they said in the book of Genesis, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Let us build ourselves, says all you need to know there, doesn't it, friend? Well, God put a stop to their project, recognizing that it is actually our dependence on God that allows Him to move in and through us that makes amazing things happen. Things we could never construct on our own. Things that are truly for the glory of God and for the good of His people. Well, I think many of us would agree that this would be a great time for revival. And we need it because we need God and real revival comes from God. Revival brings humans to their knees in humility and repentance. It cracks open hearts with the clarifying power of the Holy Spirit. True revival does not hire marketing firms or video teams or event planners, but it does bear much-needed fruit that lasts. And I guess you could say that a couple of generations of church-going people who see the state of the American church and who question whether its direction really does align with the teachings of Jesus, who see the dangers and damage that clericalism and politicalization have done, who are questioning and deconstructing in order to uncover a more authentic faith that looks and acts like Christ, well, I guess you could say that this could be the beginning of the revival that our parents and grandparents may have prayed for. We who are willing to dismantle and rebuild an authentic faith practice grounded in the actual teachings of Jesus is the very definition of revival in a human soul, and it may herald a larger movement of the Holy Spirit that we most need. As author Emily P. Freeman said, God doesn't make all new things, but he does make all things new. And please God in his church for such a time as this. Well, thanks so much for being with me today, friend. If you need me, you can find me on Instagram at Carrie Campbell Writes or on my website at carriecampbell.org. Thanks so much for reading, reviewing, subscribing, and most importantly, sharing this podcast with a friend. That really makes a difference in growing our community, so thanks. If you would like to support this podcast financially, there's a way for you to do that in the show notes. 
along with some resources related to today's episode, so do check all of that out. But before we go, let's pray together. Well, friend, I have an index card pinned to my corkboard with lots of re-words on it that remind me about how God is moving in my life. So today I'd like to try a new way of praying together, if that's okay with you. I'd love to pray these re-words over us as we ask the Holy Spirit for revival, whether that be personal revival, revival in our family, or in our vocations, in our country, or in our church. For whatever revival we most need, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Restore us. Resurrect us. Renew us. Revive us, O Lord. Help us to repent what needs repenting, so that you can repair within us what needs repairing. Be our refuge and kind friend. Help us to know that indeed you rejoice over us. O God, replace the things and the habits in our lives which need replacing. Make a new renovation of us. Recreate and repurpose us. Regenerate and rejuvenate us, O Lord. Help your words to resonate within us. Rewind and rewrite our stories. O God, be our refuge. We are your children. Help us to reclaim our faith in this time and to share it with others. Reform us and our church, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit, let there be true revival that we can identify and experience in you who loves us. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening today, friend. I'll see you next time.